Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Mind Love Premium, episode 79. Today's episode is all about breaking through subconscious blocks to reach your highest potential. No amount of expertise in any area on this planet can trump your feelings and your intuition. And so I love that you brought that up of like separating intuition versus your programming because we're just people at the end of the day. Like we're just humans and we may have expertise in a certain area, but we also have biases and we also have prejudice and we also have all of these preferences and opinions that really at the end of the day, like there is nobody nobody outside of you that's going to know what's best for you 100%. It's a new day, a new episode, and a new opportunity to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening for the first time, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you always know about new episodes. Plus, it makes you one of my favorite people. Because the more subscribers I have, the more I attract amazing guests to help better serve you. So don't forget to subscribe. Do you have something big that you want to do? Do you have moments where you think, I wonder if I really could do that thing, go out on my own, start that business, follow that dream. But when you come back to reality, you think, nah, too risky, or that's just wishful thinking, or it'd probably fail, or I have no idea where to even begin. I felt that way for a long time. When I was young, anything seemed possible. And then hard things started to happen, or maybe it was just life in general happened, and my big dreams started to feel a little more out of reach. Okay, so maybe writer, artist, baby animal trainer isn't really the most common suite of careers, but that's not the point. All of my dreams felt a little further from possible. I would have an idea, start getting excited, make mental plans, and then just think, Well, maybe it'll happen someday. We'll just see what happens. Like two sides of me bickering. One with big dreams and the other making sure that I didn't get too ahead of myself. It's frustrating because I'd wonder, well, is this my gut? Does she have a point? Maybe I should just stay in my lane. Except I don't even really know what my lane is. Looking back, both of those voices were just doing their jobs. One was showing me what's possible and the other was trying to keep me safe. When I finally acted on my big, bold dream that led to exactly what I'm doing right now, the pain of staying where I was became bigger than the fear of taking that leap. Part of me, though, wishes I had started sooner. And the other part of me trusts that everything happens just as it should. But here's the thing. I think that some people use the idea that everything happens as it should as an excuse to not take action. Like how I used to think when I was younger, well, maybe someday we'll just see what happens. As though God, the universe, is just supposed to drop all of my big dreams in my lap. If it was meant to happen, it would, right? But then another year would go by, and another, and another. And it didn't feel like things were just happening as they should, because if this is where I'm supposed to be, then why doesn't it feel good? Why does my boss make me feel like crap? 
Or why do I keep having this nagging feeling that there's something more, something I'm meant for? What I learned is that there are infinite timelines for all of us. And every choice we make has the power to put us on a new one. Yes, things happen as they should. And that inner voice that tells you this doesn't feel good, or you deserve more, or maybe that big dream is possible, that voice shows you the possibilities, and it's up to you to take action on it. The problem is, we develop beliefs that cage us in and keep us stuck. Beliefs based on what we've experienced, or how we've been treated, what we've heard, what our parents believed. And these beliefs influence every single thing that we do, until we challenge them. So today we're going to learn how to break through those beliefs to create a new set of empowering beliefs aligned with our highest potential. And our guest is Lindsay Robinson. She's a certified hypnotherapist and intuitive coach, and she helps people clear the subconscious limiting beliefs keeping them stuck so they can automatically manifest their biggest goals. And three key things we will learn are how to identify our false fear stories, the biggest misconceptions with the law of attraction, and how to clear the blocks that are holding you back. We're all here just trying to live our best lives, right? And while you're here listening to a podcast, you might feel like you're on the right track, but then you visit family, or you have a work deadline, or something unexpected comes up, and you're all stressed out, and it feels like all the work is out the window. That's why it's so important to consciously curate what you can control, like who you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to. So I'm going to add another podcast to your toolbox, The Dr. John Deloney Show. He has a PhD in counseling and has been sitting with hurting people for 20 years. He shares practical advice for everything from how to connect with people, how to face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn just what it means to be well. But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney show is here for you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. And now let's welcome Lindsay Robinson to the show. I'm so excited to be here with you, Melissa. This is going to be such a fun conversation. I know it. I know. I had such a great time talking to you last time. So for listeners who don't know, I was on Lindsay's podcast, the High Vibe In It podcast. One of her co-hosts was already on this show as well just a couple weeks ago, and we had a great time. So I will link to our episode on Lindsay's podcast in the show notes so that you can get all the background on how Lindsay and I became besties. But (laughs) before we get into all of the good stuff we're going to talk about, who are you and what led you to hypnotherapy and starting a podcast? Like, Give us a little background on you. Okay, so this is going to probably be longer than I want it to be, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to be concise with it. I am a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way to describe it. All my fellow weirdos out there. I have always kind of been interested in metaphysical stuff, whether you want to translate, well, like at the time I translated it into like ghost hunting and let's, let's, let's go to the graveyard and see how these people died. And like, can I I tell you that one of my close friends was actually the host of a television show, I think called ghost hunters. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. (laughs) I, I mean, I just, I just thought that like, I always knew even as a kid that there was more to being human than just being human. It's just that idea of like, we can't just be here 
for nothing. So when I was a kid, the the only thing I really knew to translate it to was ghosts and like spirits and hauntings and whatever. And so I would go to the graveyard. We had this beautiful like historical graveyard where I grew up in Michigan and with like graves from like the 18, 1700s. And I would think that if I just touched the gravestone and like closed my eyes, I could figure out how they died. And I like, look, I could probably still do that to this day and have the best day ever. But yeah, it's just super weird kid. So I grew up and still had these kind of inclinations to the weird stuff and read all the books on death. And there's this book called Death and the Great Mystery of Life. And I just, I loved that book so much because the first couple chapters, I can't find it anymore. And I haven't been able to buy it. So if anybody listening knows where to find this book, please tell me because I, I love this book so much. But it would just like go into the craziest ways people could die and what life actually is and how we find like, look, it's not for the faint of heart, but I loved it. And so I thought I wanted to go into like forensic psychology. Like I wanted to know what made people tick. I wanted to know how serial killers became serial killers. Like that's kind of the direction I went into. And then I realized very quickly I I can't handle it. (laughs) You have to be so strong. And I knew I could have done it. But I also felt like where my soul was leading me, and I didn't know this at the time, but where my soul was leading me was to the lighter side, right? I wanted to I wanted to bathe in the light of spirituality, not in the macabre and the, you know, axe murderer kind of thing. So I'm glad that I realized that when I did. And uh, it really wasn't until, okay, so my sister gave me the book Destiny of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton, who happened to be a hypnotherapist who would regress people into the life between life phase. If you believe in reincarnation or past lives, the idea is that, you know, you live a life, you die, you go into heaven or the spiritual space and you decide where your next life's going to be. This might be way too out there for your listeners. I'm not actually sure, but I'm just going to keep going. Um, (laughs) If you dig it, then cool. But he would take people to this between life phase where they would go through the process of picking their parents and picking the life that they knew would get their soul to the next evolution. And that could have meant let's live a life where it's really hard. Let's live a life where all of our experiences are going to be really deep lessons and we won't have to learn them again kind of thing. So I loved that book so much. It kind of lit me up inside and it did something to me that I think probably is akin to what the Bible does for some people. Like I read this book and I knew that this was my truth and I knew that this was it, right? I I felt, and I've never felt anything like it before. I was 19 and I kind of, you know, put it in the recesses of my mind. I moved to LA shortly after. I forgot about it. I got a job, paid the bills, survived in Los Angeles, which is not an easy thing to do for anyone who's done it. I was engaged. I had a baby and I thought, well, I don't want to go back to just doing retail anymore. I don't want to just do a job. I want to know that I'm doing something I love. I want to be able to come home to my baby. I don't want to drop him off at a daycare when he's six weeks old and just go for 50 hours a week. I don't want to do that. And I really had this moment where I was like, what do I want to do with my life? (laughs) And I hadn't really asked myself that before. I was 27. And I was like, what do you really want to do? I wanted to be home. I wanted to make my own hours. I knew that. And immediately what came to mind was hypnotherapy. Oh my gosh, past life regression. That's what I want to do. And I thought, I love telling this story because now that I tell it, it's so perfect for like listening to your intuition. But I didn't know what this was at the time. So I said, yes, let's do it. And then I immediately had a voice 
that some people might be familiar with that said something like, no, that's for other people to do. You have to do the safe thing. And I can tell you almost verbatim, that is what the voice said. That's not safe. You need to do something safe. Other people do that. You don't do that. And then for the first time ever, I said, but wait a minute, (laughs) why? Why can't I do that? Because everybody who does this has started where I'm at right now. And it was this weird kind of out of body experience (laughs) where, where I was like having this conversation with myself and challenging this voice that kind of kept me safe for so long and kept me comfortable and kept me surviving, right? And I was for the first time challenging it. And now I know that was my intuition. I know that was my soul being like, no, 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 no. This is what you're doing. Stop being afraid and just do it. And so I, the same day that I, that I made this decision, I called, I, you know, just make a call, just do the research. And I ended up starting the next day at the Institute in Los Angeles, learning hypnotherapy. And it's been amazing and miraculous ever since. What can I say? (laughs) These are the types of answers that I am looking for. Nothing irks me more than when I'm like, tell me your life story. And they're like, well, I decided to write a book and here we are. And I'm like, cool. (laughs) That gave me a lot to work with. I have such a similar story. I mean, it's different, but similar, you know, that's, I think so many people do. Yeah. I was at this point where I had asked myself what I wanted to do with my life a bunch during my twenties. So that's kind of where it's different, where I was searching for something, but I was following all the wrong signs. Like Mm -hmm. I remember actually sitting in a college classroom, looking at this whole sheet of like salaries for jobs. And that's what I started to decide what I wanted to be with. Little did I know that I'm like, yeah, this is a typical corporate salary. Like no one was telling me, or you could start your own business in any single one of these fields and make more than this top income one. Like why? Wasted so much of my time. Thanks for nothing, college. But anyway, (laughs) seriously, I always tell people like my husband had a whole different college experience. He knew what he wanted to do. So he did graphic design. He still works in web. It was great for him. For me, it was a huge waste of money. And all I learned was how to binge drink. And so everything else was unlearning what I had learned in college. Anyways, so my whole thing was getting out of that box of programmatic thinking, like following other people's versions of success, following what some random printout from a teacher who knew nothing but teaching told me about how to follow my life choices. (laughs) And so I kept doing these things. And and really, when I look at my whole story, I can see the breadcrumbs. Like I wasn't in touch with my intuition. I had been closing that door for years. Mm -hmm. I had been cutting off any feeling or connection between mind and body with an eating disorder, prescription drugs, party drugs, drinking, all the things. And so my story was really learning to uncover that voice rather than it coming up. And so figuring out what was programming versus what was intuition was very difficult for me. And then finally, I I did all these different jobs and I, I started to listen a little bit more. I started to at least get skills to help me with my overall plan. But it was a whole like 10 year process of even getting close to my soul's desires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's funny that you say some random teacher who all they know is teaching. And it's so true. I had this thought recently about something else, something that I always thought was like, really, you must have to have so much skill. And I don't even know what it is, but it doesn't matter because no matter what it is, 
anyone you're listening to or being influenced by, I'm talking to your listeners right now, anyone you're being influenced by or the voices in your head that aren't really yours or anything like they're just people and they may have expertise in an area, but no amount of expertise. And I will say this with 100% conviction, no amount of expertise in any area on this planet can trump your feelings and your intuition. And so I love that you brought that up of like, separating intuition versus your programming because we're just people at the end of the day. Like we're just humans and we may have expertise in a certain area, but we also have biases and we also have prejudice and we also have all of these preferences and opinions that really at the end of the day, like there is nobody, nobody outside of you that's going to know what's best for you 100%. We are just people. We're just people. I don't care who it is. (laughs) Even if the president is just a person. That he gets told things. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> possibly yeah. is. I'm, a, I'm yeah, starting right, to wonder how many things we see are CGI. I don't what? I have severe trust issues from 2020. That is true. Okay, that is true for sure. <laughs> but anyways, that was a real tangent. What you said was not a tangent. That all so much of that was on point. You're so right about the voices in our head though, because mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest things that is hard to learn or hard to overcome or hard not to fall back into the pattern of is thinking that voice is you yes. because it sounds like you. It has your voice. It's the voice you've been listening to forever. It's the voice you've heard more than any other voice on this planet. But ironically, all that is, is a collection of all Mm -hmm. of the voices that you have been exposed to. That's what that voice is. And so if you were born in a pod and all you've ever heard was affirmations your entire life and you turn 20, you would probably think you are the most powerful human in the world, but that is not how life works because nobody wants to be in a pod, you know? I'm constantly sharing with my clients to stop searching in life and instead start aligning. It's true with purpose, with relationships, with higher versions of yourself, and it's also true for hiring. The best way to search is actually just to match with Indeed. Indeed is your one-stop hiring platform with millions of job seekers visiting every month, and their powerful matching engine helps you find quality candidates fast. Plus, Indeed lets you schedule interviews, screen applicants, and message candidates all in one place. But Indeed isn't just about speed. They also deliver quality. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. I love Indeed because it makes hiring so much easier. I'm all about alignment in all areas of my life, and that includes people I hire to work in my business. So I need a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. And that's Indeed. And what's really cool is Indeed's matching engine gets smarter the more you use it, learning from your preferences and over 140 million qualifications. Plus, I love that I can do all my hiring in one place. It's just one less thing to keep track of between all of the other things. So join over 3.5 million businesses worldwide who rely on Indeed to find great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash mindlove. Just go to Indeed.com slash mindlove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mindlove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? 
Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. But that is not how life works because nobody wants to be in a pod. (laughs) I'm very careful about, or rather, I've become very intentional about saying the voices in your head that aren't yours. Because if the voice in your head was yours, it would only be telling you the right way to go or how amazing you are or how awesome and powerful and beautiful you are. Like that is your voice. That is your true voice. Anything outside of that is, as you perfectly said, a collection of outside influences or things that you've just rehearsed over and over. And the the joke is really the, the worst part of it is you're the most susceptible or suggestible to your own voice. So if you've morphed all of these crappy situations or or negative influences into your voice, guess what? It's getting in and it's getting in deep. So it is, you know, yesterday you didn't know this, but now you do. And so now it is on you 100% your responsibility to decide whether or not you're going to let that in anymore. And the way to tell is if it's not nice, it's not yours. Okay. (laughs) If it's not nice, it's not yours. I think that should be a tagline. (laughs) I I think it's a great tagline. I know that the, I remember hearing the advice that if it's not of love, that is not your intuition. Mm -hmm. And that was a hard thing for me to actually believe when I first heard it. Now it's just absolute truth for me. But when I heard that, for some reason, there was a lot of resistance because I'm like, why? Why? How do I know? How do I know for sure that my soul, that what I truly am is only love? Because that's not what I've been taught my entire life. We hear that humans are flawed or, and I, I know that there's a difference between human and soul, but again, there was so much But that's the rub, isn't it? If you don't know there's a difference between human and soul, then that's where that disconnect with your intuition comes in. And a lot of people do have trouble actually making a tactile difference between human and soul. I still do even. I have to check in and wonder and really figure out, like, is this my intuition or is this my my humanness? Is this my brain or is this my mind? You know what I mean? So you were getting a calling towards hypnotherapy. What was it about hypnotherapy that really was just like I said, calling to you? Okay. Well, there's a few things. One was just the feeling. I, again, it was the same feeling I had when I first read the book, Destiny of Souls. And if y'all haven't read this book, read this book, Destiny of Souls, Michael Newton, Change Your Life. 
seriously change your life and just give you such a more expansive view on who we are and what we are. But it was just that feeling. I remembered the book. I remembered the feeling and the idea, just the idea of getting to do that or a version of that every day. It just felt like heaven on earth. That's how I knew it was at least the right next step. Whether I was going to do it for the rest of my life, I don't know. I still don't know if I'm going to do this the rest of my life, but I know that right now it feels good and that's what I'm going to do. So it was that. And it was also the fact that hypnotherapy touched on every piece that interested me with humans. It taught how the mind works and why we are the way we are and how we think and and how we form habits and limiting beliefs and how we move past those things. And it also touched on the spirituality aspect, but not the dark side, the light side, right? It touched on the the positiveness of, and, and as I said, the expansiveness of what we are. So it just kind of hit all the right notes for me. It's like the perfect wine, the perfect beverage. How about that? Perfect coffee notes that just kind of told me like, how could I possibly do anything else? Like, there's no way. How could I possibly ignore everything I just felt and go back to working retail? It's It was, it was just impossible. And I think one of the things that kind of helped me take the next step was that feeling. It was just so uncomfortable thinking about going back to doing the silly thing because now I found the profound thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of your listeners may have a situation like that that they're thinking of where it's like, oh, maybe that's what that was. But that for me, that's how I knew. That's how I translated it. And that's how I knew that it was hypnotherapy. And since then, it has morphed a little bit. I still do hypnotherapy, but I've also incorporated so many more intuitive and spiritual practices into my programs that I never would have had the courage to do before. So it's always evolving. And I think we are supposed to always evolve as long as you follow the feeling then you're you're pretty much golden. <laughs> That's the great part about entrepreneurship is that you have a choice over how you evolve. A yep. lot of entrepreneurship is building an audience, whether or not you have some public platform like a YouTube channel or a podcast yeah. or TikTok or whatever you do. Even just having that website where people sign up and you can then launch something new, that was a key part in deciding what I wanted to do. And one of the parts of your story that, that stands out to me was that you talked about how it encompassed everything you were interested in, that like endless curiosity. And that was the big turning point when I found what I wanted to do because so many other things were like, okay, what am I good at? And I would start creating something and I'm like, yeah, but that was this one portion of my life. I mastered it. I want to move on. Whereas I want to be involved with something that I'm endlessly curious about because I'm going to continue to dig into these topics anyway. I'm going to read a book or two a week anyways. Now I get to talk to the authors that wrote them. That's amazing. <laughs> and then I'm next, I'm like, oh, I just had a baby. So let me just do a parenting month on my podcast. And suddenly I'm talking to all these authors there, making connections with other people who are on similar paths where mm-hmm. we're following that passion and creating a different vibration for our lives. Those things were really important to me because not only am I able to lean into my gifts, but I'm also able to continue to grow them without feeling like I'm anchored down to one spot. And so when it comes to hypnotherapy, though, you talk about how it helps you overcome limiting beliefs. And you mentioned one of them that came up for you when you thought about becoming a hypnotherapist 
What did you have to do to to work through that? Or was it simply identifying it? For me, honestly, I wish it was more dramatic. I just was like, I never heard that voice before. I don't like that voice. And I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> and that's where it kind of comes in handy for me to be as big, bullheaded as I am. I'm an Aries. I'm a Ram. So I like to just do what I want. But I'm not going to say it wasn't freaking scary as hell. Like, can I swear? I hope I can swear because I just did. This is an explicit Um, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I know ours is, but I I just don't want to assume for anyone else. But uh, yeah, it was was really scary because, again, I was – going to be married in a in a few months. We were going to move to a new place. I had just had a baby. My baby was a few months old. And I was like, can I really afford, literally and figuratively, can I afford to take this risk right now, right? And this is the part of my story where I can't stress enough the importance of a support system. If I didn't have a support system, I probably wouldn't be here. I really, truly believe that. I I mentioned, you know, I called the school. I started going the next day. But before I did that, I had to go and take a tour. And they showed me around and told me what it would cost. And I would get a student loan and all these things. And I called my husband, my then fiance, and I was like, um, can I do this? And I kind of was asking, like, can you please give me an excuse not to do this is what I was asking him because I was scared to death of taking this risk and I knew I wanted to do it. That was not a question. But how many times have we not done the thing we wanted to do because of fear? I mean, do I have to? That's it. That's all it was. And so he goes, do you really want to do it? I said, yeah, I really want to do it. Okay, we'll figure it out. Do it. And it was as simple as that. And I was like, wait, really? What? (laughs) So I can just do this? And I did it. And God, if I didn't have, if let's say my fiance was like, nah, it's too, yeah, whatever. That's never going to make you any money. And unfortunately, people have those people in their lives who are so, I would defend them by saying they are so also afraid that it's just not worth the risk. It's just not worth it, even though it is every time, but they feel like it isn't. So they don't do it. And if I didn't have him or his faith that it would work out and he's never faltered, even on the days where I'm like, should I, am I, do I know what I'm doing? Is this even working? Like, you know, I have those days still. I think we all do as entrepreneurs. Is this business thing even going to work out? And my husband's always like, hey, look around. Okay. You're fine. We're fine. We're thriving. You're great. No one can ever take away the skills that you have. And he's exactly what I needed before I knew I needed it. That reminds me of when I was first delving into the idea of entrepreneurship. It was way back in 2009. I actually, started teaching myself digital marketing, mostly because I nearly ruined my life and got a record for somebody else's crime and was unwilling to write the entire long dramatic story on two lines of a job application. So I was like, I got to do something. <laughs> and so wow. I, uh, yeah, it's a whole story, but I, which started- episode is that? I'm going to go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> I'll find it for you. I mean, it's, I've touched on it a number of times. I actually tell it more often on other people's shows, <laughs> but I realized like I destroyed everything that was going for me. So I, I felt like I ruined everything. I wanted to press the reset button like I used to do in like video Uh games back in the day so I could go in with like full life force, but I couldn't. And so I was like, well, what can I do? And that has become something that's become a huge part of my message is using your limitations as guideposts towards Mm -hmm. your higher purpose. Because if that would not have happened, I would have gotten a comfy job, probably making a good amount of money with a large company. And I would have been miserable because I know myself and I don't like working for somebody else's dream. 
I didn't realize that until I did when I started working for my own dream. And so this thing that felt like a huge loss was actually just taking away options so it could steer me right towards what was right for me. And that was Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. But I had first started doing, I was still not used to, I was following my intuition a little bit, but I wasn't really understanding how to ask the right questions, which really just means how to ask questions and actually wait for the answers from that soul level rather than that fear level or just doing what you've always done or just following the next opportunity that comes up. And so I was talking to my family about it, though, because I had done a few things that were starting to work. And my stepdad was very skeptical. And it was from a place of love, Mm -hmm. but his voice was just, no. he's got kind of this grumpy man like of course persona of himself anyways and he's like you got to get a real job like what what you what are you gonna do just play around on your computer like didn't understand and at first I remember feeling offended by it and feeling very resistant towards it and then I understood that okay well that voice from him is his programming and what he knows in his life experience and him trying to steer me the right direction based on what he has learned and what he has learned was how to become a police officer when he was 18 years old and work the exact same job till retirement and now he gets 100% retirement his way worked for him really well Mm -hmm. But that's not the kind of life that I knew that I was meant for. I could not have a job working for somebody else for that long ever in my life. And so I get that other people's negative input is often just the manifestation of their inner voice. So this is what they're dealing with. This is what's guiding them. It's not necessarily personal. But say you're working with somebody that has those voices, maybe from a spouse, maybe their grown children, maybe their parents. How do you coach them through that? Well, it depends on what their objective is. <laughs> they want to be coached to get a, get more support. If they want to be coached to not need the support, I first of all, I think we all need support. And I'm one of the most staunch defenders of independence you'll ever meet. Like I just I just don't want to need people. <laughs> okay? I just don't want to do it. I haven't needed people. I haven't, you know, practiced that. But but I think we do. And I, and, and I use that example of my husband because even I needed it. And I would never have said that I needed it at the time. But if he would have said, nah, let's just figure something else out, I would not have done it. I wouldn't have. I did it because he said I could do it. Because he lifted any and all restrictions that I had put on myself. And I had no excuse not to. Just to answer part of your question, if anyone listening doesn't have a support group, there is Facebook. There is communities that you can find where people are going through the exact same thing you're going through. There are coaches. There are supporters in that way as well. But if somebody comes to me and they're like, there's nobody around me that supports my vision, I would tell them to find support with even if it's a Facebook group of people going through it. And then I would also probably usually what happens is they say, I want to not be so affected by it because that is the reason it's so damaging to our dreams because you, as you said earlier, like you took it personally at first because you don't know any other way. Like how are we ever going to know that it's not personal rather than going through the process and realizing, oh, okay, that's just you. (laughs) That's your fear. You don't think you could do it. So you're voicing that to protect me, whatever, whatever. So I would probably do some hypnosis with them around creating energetic boundaries, maybe dulling those triggers that they have, which we all do have triggers and there's hypnosis that can be done to help you be more intentional with what triggers you. That's really all hypnotherapy does is helps you be more intentional with what affects you and how it affects you. And also at the same time, 
installing new software that will help you believe in yourself and be strong from within and stand in your power and kind of manifest your goals automatically because that's all manifesting is, is aligning your energy to what you want. And hypnosis is aligning your mind to what you want, which is religious energy. It's the energetic brain, yada, yada, yada. So it's all basically the same shit. And it's really fun to do. Did I answer your question? I'm sorry. I just kind of, I do kind of just go off, don't I? (laughs) Same. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I really need to get something off my chest. Being a mom of a three-year-old boy is really freaking hard, and sometimes it has me questioning my sanity. But then he'll grab my face and call me his sweet little mama. Yes, that's a real thing he says, (laughs) and it will all melt away until I break his banana. I thought I was done with emotionally abusive relationships, but nope. We all carry around stressors, big and small, and when we keep them all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For me, just talking things through is hugely helpful, but it's so hard finding friends and family that are unbiased or non-judgmental. And therapy isn't just about dealing with major trauma, you know? It's about learning healthy coping mechanisms, setting boundaries, becoming the best version of yourself. And BetterHelp makes it super convenient, too. Everything's done online so you can fit therapy sessions around your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com MindLove today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot MindLove. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it definitely answered my question. I have similar recommendations for that. I was coaching somebody who had no support from their partner, on the, not even just on the business idea, but on a whole spiritual yeah. journey. And that was difficult because I haven't had to deal with that. My husband's a lot like yours. He's like, what do you need? How can I support? Let's do this if I really want to do it. And there's been a lot of instances like that. And you said something that resonated with me where it removed all the boundaries you were placing on yourself because it's yeah. so easy to be like, well, I can't because my husband's not letting me, my you know, said I couldn't. So yeah. no, I'm not going to live my dreams today. <laughs> and so I also though understand that even as close as my husband is, and he, even though he's such a, a part of a lot of the things that I do, like my, my partner in it's not really crime. I don't like that word anymore because of my history. Partner in passion, I don't know. And so he he adds such a support to that. Mm-hmm. And I also know the longer we're together that there are other types of support that he doesn't provide. Like yes. I, I need to like bitch to a girlfriend or, <laughs> you know, the, with somebody that doesn't automatically fix it. Although he's also getting great at that. But mm-hmm. long story short, one of the things that I 
I have done that I still do because I need more than just him. I need a circle of support. And so I recommend that people find their circle of influence. And I have a whole process for doing this of going on social, joining groups, finding people that are way ahead of you, like exactly where you dream to be, finding people that are just a few steps ahead of you, finding people that are doing something similar at the same time so that you can tap into all the levels. What do I need right now? Somebody that knows the hardships at this moment that is not that is still in them that I can talk through this with me? Yeah. Do I need somebody who's already passed this so I can and it doesn't even mean that you need to create a friendship with them, although that does happen the more you spend time doing these exercises, joining these groups, providing value, sharing your experience, all the things. It can just be following a stream of people. When I was mm-hmm. launching my podcast, I hid all of my friends' updates on all of socials. And I only started following people that were doing things in alignment with what I was doing because I knew yeah. that I needed to see that it was possible on a daily basis that I could just open an app and see all of these other people doing what I wanted to do so that my limiting beliefs couldn't get in the way because I was mm-hmm. surrounded by all of these people showing me that, hey, this is real. I'm doing it. You can do it too. I did that as well. For me, I had to kind of lay off for a little bit and unfollow people because I found myself unintentionally getting down and comparing myself. It's it's like such a slippery slope, isn't it? Like it's really good to have healthy people that you follow and you're like, yes, it's in my awareness. I know it's possible and I'm coming for you. I'm going to do it too. And that's great. And I that's usually my default. And then once in a while, especially if I'm really close to the person and I see them doing like they just hit their million dollar mark and I'm like, okay, don't get in your head. It's fine. It's fine. fine. (laughs) I like have to talk myself down. So I think for everyone, that's, that's really good advice. And I actually, I love that idea. Just make sure you know where you stand and try not to fall into uh, comparison mode because it's never, it is never your friend ever. And I would even say what helps me a lot is knowing that if I'm looking at somebody that I feel like is a few steps ahead of me, someone's looking at me like that. And that's really helpful to know as well. Like you're not starting at square one. And if you are starting at square one, there's people that aren't even at square one. So there you go. There's always somebody who has you in mind when they think of where they want to be. I think that that's a very comforting statement. And it's true. It is so true. And an example of this is I remember when I first launched my podcast and I was doing all the things. So you are so right about the comparison. I had a fallback plan, (laughs) you know, like I knew when to hide those people, whatever, like what feelings is this bringing up in me? Is it inspiration? Is it criticism? If it is a comparison, then tune into myself. What is that revealing about my current state? Can I look at this without feeling that? And what do I need to do within myself to basically use this as a magnifier for my own inner work. But sometimes that's hard to do. Like you need to know what space that you're in. Can you handle this right now or can you not? If you can't talk yourself through it with all these mindset tricks, then yeah, just stop following that person. (laughs) Or at least mute them for a minute, right? Yeah. Like Facebook has that great, like mute for 30 days. And you're like, oh, "Oh, I can check it out. Do you know how much I I use that during election season? I use that so much with so many people. I just didn't want to hear any of it. So even when they would like come back after 30 days, they'd be like, oh, you're back. Click, click it back up. And it was mostly family. Let me be honest. It was mostly family. I wasn't like muting everybody. There's some things you just don't have the bandwidth for mentally. And that's one of those things. (laughs) Well, yeah. And social media is a choice. So 
We don't mm-hmm. have to consume that. You have to realize yes. like you are consuming other people's energy just by scrolling. So, oh, totally. so be super mindful of that. But I'm also that's wondering. Probably, oh. ew, that's interesting because, and that's so true because that's probably why it triggers certain things in, in you when you're looking at certain posts because you're maybe you're ingesting that energy that you're not quite ready for or that isn't authentic. Like I guarantee you I've seen some posts of success where it ain't, okay? It's not what you think it is. And I'm ingesting it. I'm like, this isn't authentic. I can't. And maybe that's where a lot of that stuff comes from. For me, at least, I definitely think so. I never thought of it that way before, Melissa. (laughs) I'm I'm literally absorbing the energy of the post that I'm seeing. That makes perfect sense. I'm never going to go back to the moment where I don't know that now. (laughs) As an empath, that's something I've had to be really sensitive about because there have been times that I've actually fallen into depression. And I'm like, why is this? And then I'm like, the only thing that's different about today versus yesterday is that yesterday I was at the beach and today I've been on social media thinking that I deserve a break and I I don't feel like doing anything today, thinking that this is like my higher self giving me some self-care and not realizing that I am drained after scrolling social media, just drained. So I'm, I'm now more of a poster than a consumer. That's exactly how I feel. I don't yeah. really know if I've, I, I've been resistant to label myself an empath. I guarantee you my father is 100%, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. But every symptom that an empath has, I have. So I think I got to stop fighting it. <laughs> well, labels are an interesting thing. I use yeah. them interchangeably because sometimes I'm like, I needed this label so I know, know how to manage whatever it is I'm feeling. Yep. But for me, almost every label I've identified with has been something that I've moved beyond. So far, Mm -hmm. I'm still with empath because it's very helpful. I don't know if I'll move beyond that one, but with different addictions that I've had, a lot of people keep those labels forever. And for me, that felt very disempowering. And so that's, again, another thing that you check in with yourself. Like, does this label feel good or am I resisting it? Am I resisting it out of love or am I resisting it out versus something else? Which actually was the question I wanted to ask you about resistance when you feel resistance, I've talked to people that they're like, how do I know it's resistance? And I'm, if you are feeling like this is something you should be doing, but something's stopping you, but it is kind of difficult to know, is this something that I'm resisting out of fear or is it something I'm resisting because I'm being guided away from it for some reason? Okay. How do you discern between that? Oh, I love this question. I'm getting goosebumps. Okay. So the way to know, you know, you feel the resistance, you know that it's fear or something else, right? If it feels like an expansive resistance, y'all know what that feels like. It's like, I, I need to do it, but I don't want to do it, but I know it's the right thing to do. That is resistance, right? That's resistance to something really, really good that you just need to push through. Um, and I will get to that also, how to do that and how to how to navigate that and what it actually means, what resistance means. But if it's like a contracting resistance, you know what that feels like too. Everybody's felt that. Expansive versus contracting. That's probably something that's telling you, nay, nay, go away. Don't do it. Big yellow caution sign. I don't know how else to explain it, but (laughs) but I know that we all kind of can get on board with this idea of like, you touch a hot stove, that's contracting, right? Ooh, oh my gosh. But if you're stepping, like like I felt uh, an expansive fear when I moved to California by myself, when I had my first baby, becoming a mom is the most expansive, terrifying thing <laughs> that I've ever done. Um, but it's the same thing. It's like, 
well, it's happening. I'm going to do this. Doesn't mean I'm not scared, right? I just like going into hypnotherapy. It was an expansive fear. I was resisting it, but it was expansive. And I knew it was the next step. And we like we we love to say that we don't know, right? Melissa, you know that. We love to say that we don't have the answers, but oh my God, you have the answers. It's in there. You know it is. The first thing you think of is usually the right answer. It's just my experience, right? The thing that you say, mm, but really? Yeah, really. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't know if I'm making any sense right now, but basically you always know. Now, with resistance, it doesn't mean it's just because it's it's a good resistance doesn't mean that it's easy to move through. So when I'm working with a new client, sometimes I'll warn them of this, but sometimes I won't just to see if it comes up because I don't want any self-fulfilling prophecies. But usually with a new client around three or four sessions, they'll come to me and say, oh, this week has been so hard. I feel like I'm just undoing all the work that we've done. I feel like I don't want to do anymore. They just reach like a like a rock in a hard place with the work. And I always take that as like a really good sign. And I tell them, this means that your subconscious knows that something's happening and it's trying everything it knows how to do to keep you in that comfortable space that you've been living in for gosh, 30 years <laughs> or however long you've been struggling with this. Like this is what that feels like when your mind, your, your 90% subconscious mind, which is how much the subconscious is 90% of your mind power, your conscious decision-making logic willpower is 10%. So when you're trying to do something from willpower alone, that's why it feels almost impossible because it's like David and Goliath. It's like 10% going up against 90. Once that 90% gets a whiff of something, some kind of change that's going on and it, it goes into fear, it will do everything it knows how to do. It will give you every limiting belief you've had. It will recite every voice in your head. It will make you feel like a failure, like you just should just stop, right? Because it knows that there's a change. Now, after that session, once they know what's going on, it's so much easier for them to move through. And then everything just kind of opens up and blooms, right? But it's that one last last ditch effort to keep you where you are. Um, it's what our bodies are, it's what our minds are designed to do. Your subconscious mind, its only job is to keep you breathing and alive with what it knows will keep you safe. So if that nine to five has kept you safe for 10 years, guess what? It's gonna wanna keep you there because that's what it knows that keeps you safe. When you desire to step outside of what it knows is comfortable and safe, happy is extra. It doesn't care about happy. It doesn't care about fulfilled, excited, inspired. Are you alive? <laughs> Are you breathing? Okay, the end. So when you go outside of that box and you want to be fulfilled and happy and it's it's you're going to hear this kind of stuff. You're going to hear the resistance of reasons why you shouldn't do it. I went through it. You went through it, right? Everybody kind of goes through it, but it's knowing what that is and knowing that you absolutely have the power to you were born with the power to change your mind. Like you you go, here's what I want people to know about hypnosis. Like you go into hypnosis every day. Every single human goes in and out of different states of hypnosis and trance-like states every single day. You have to. It's part of our biology. So all I'm doing is helping you trigger that state to allow you to be more intentional with creating your reality instead of just dealing with it. I picture a bunch of souls sitting up there. I, a lot of people picture them on a cloud, but I had an ayahuasca experience where we were in this cave that felt very much like home around a fire. It was beautiful. So all these souls Every time are I smell campfire, I just get transported somewhere. <laughs> I, it's true. It's, it's so true. Fun. Yeah. So I, this adorable little cave around a fire felt like home. I imagine all these souls sitting there 
and being like, okay, are we going to go do another life? Like, I think I'm going to train this human better than I trained the last human type thing versus like my human training my soul. How disappointed Mm -hmm. would my soul up there really be? And so I think about that when I'm like, okay, I know that's just my human creating this resistance, creating these stories. My human has good intentions, but all my human knows is the physical experience here in this world, the voices it's heard. It's an amalgamation of that. And so my soul has to shine through higher in order to break down the barriers. I call it my hard candy shell whenever I feel mm-hmm. stuck when to melt my hard candy shell off so I can just like blossom and expand and yeah. create change in this world because that change doesn't come from as much going out and, and picketing or whatever you choose to do to create that change. So much more change manifests through that interchange through first the being and being of the, the doing. change because people will see you people aren't going to see your sign and be like well been doing that wrong forever thanks for that pun like glad that rhymed and you had your child put some handprints because now everything is different <sighs> for me <laughs> not saying that it's not worth doing if that's what you feel called to do but i'm also saying that it's worth doing to be what mm-hmm. you want to see in front of you because people are going to ask, wow, like, what are you doing differently? I just had this this experience with a family yeah. member. My mom's generation that suddenly is like, I see that your life is different. I see the changes that you've made. I yeah. want to know how to do this. And then not only does that trickle down through her, but I get so lit up. I'm able yep. to emanate even brighter because I'm like, this is why I'm doing this. These are the reasons. And I have chills right now because I'm like, and now I'm bringing another life into this world. And I know that I'm going to do a good job no matter how many mistakes I make because I am being the person that I want to be and I'm modeling the behavior. And I know that I'm doing it enough that all of the little mistakes are going to be overshadowed by the person that I've decided to be. And I've known what it felt like to be in the dark pit for way too long. And so I'm not going back there. Yeah, I think that's so amazing. And it's true. Like, I would say no matter how profound or, or you know, astounding the results are with my clients, they are so much more powerful when other people notice. Like, they'll come to a session and say, oh, my gosh, my best friends and, and my family members are asking me, like, what I've done. And it kind of just takes – it's one thing to observe it for yourself. But it's a completely different thing to hear your outside circle confirm what you already feel is happening for you. And it just goes back to that support piece. Like we just want to feel understood and and heard and seen. And yeah, when other people notice it, it's like such a different feeling, isn't it? It's like so cool. But that's how I know like whatever work we're doing together, me and the client, like it's so much more powerful when other people notice. And they always do. It's inevitable. They'll come to a session and be like, so so and so noticed. And they asked me what I was doing and I gave them your info. And it's just so it's so nice because it kind of confirms for them that, that it's working and that it's that it's happening even in their outside world, not just in their inner world, you know. Well, for listeners that are interested in learning more about you, your podcast, and working with you, where's the best place for them to connect? To find me, you can just go to lindsayrobinson.com, Instagram, lindsayrobinson. Uh, Podcast is High Vibe in It. You can get it literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. We have like a ton of episodes to listen to with wonderful guests like Melissa and 
others. Sometimes we do solo episodes too. And if you're really interested to kind of dip your toes into what hypnotherapy can do for you, I have a really great membership that I really want people to look into. And I can give you, I don't know if I gave you the link already, but they can get a week free just for listening to the podcast. So they can get a week free inside the membership. It's got all of my hypnotherapy audios that I've ever created. There's over 18 months worth of content in there. And it's really awesome. And there's lots of bonus content for mindset shifts and law of attraction and things like that as well. So it's a really good good space to see what it can do. Very low risk, high reward situation. <laughs> so you should check it out. All the links for this episode will be at mindlove.com slash x79. Your challenge for this week is to get clear on some of the limiting beliefs that are holding you back. And I'm going to give you the exercise that had helped me the most when I was first gearing up to follow my dreams and start mind love. The thing is, we live with ourselves every day. So when somebody first told me to get clear on my limiting beliefs, I'm like, well, of course I already know what's holding me back. I'm here with my thoughts every single day. I know the negative thoughts that are spiraling. But the truth is, I didn't. When I committed to carrying a notebook around with me for three full days and writing down any time a negative thought about myself popped up, there were so many that I had never given enough conscious thought to, to even know that they were there running my life, helping me make decisions, steering me clear of risks or lofty dreams and goals. And a big one that I did not even know I held was that I was too ADD to complete anything. So after you get all of these limiting beliefs down, rewrite them consciously. I rewrote that I was too ADD to complete anything as when I am passionate about something, when I find something that's right for me, I always follow through. And then I found evidence for that to be true. I wrote down anything that I had followed through on. A full year of flute when I was in fifth grade going to the final level of certificate of merit in piano lessons, even if it was just one class in college, anything that I had completed so that I could start to feel it in my bones that this was not always true. And for me, all it took was challenging that belief to start to see a way out of it. So try it for yourself and let me know how it goes. Either reach out to me on Instagram at mindlovemelissa or just write a comment right here on the show notes page at mindlove.com x79. If this episode was helpful for you, consider sharing it with somebody else who may need it by just tapping that little share button and sending it directly to them, or like I said, taking a screenshot and sharing it on Instagram. If you'd like to support the show, the best way to do that is by joining Mind Love Premium at mindlove.com premium. Or you can support one of my amazing sponsors or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you do, I just might read it on the show. So thanks for giving your mind a little love today, and I'll see you next time.